Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Stories out there about, you know, the issue of fentanyl in the household. I mean, fentanyl is, you know, exponentially stronger than morphine. And it's a real danger in households and for kids. And and it's something we, you know, we want to talk about. And the best person to talk about it might be... Uh, Vanessa Adrantis, uh, Commissioner of DCF here in Connecticut. Uh, Vanessa, good morning. Happy New Year. Good morning, Brian. Happy New Year to you, too. I'm not sure if I'm the best person to talk about it, but certainly child safety is my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about with the kids. I'm not talking about like, the drugs in general, but <laughs> you know, I, 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 I stand. Yes, correct. Uh, you know, I actually want to start with you know, the, the edibles and you know, with marijuana. Some people smoke it. Some people eat, whether it's gummies or different types of candy type thing to there's even chocolates and stuff like that. And, and in terms of, do you feel comfortable with how the state has proceeded and, and the guardrails and, and how concerned are you? Mm-hmm. I, no, I do feel comfortable, Brian. And I'm glad that you opened up the topic with a distinction between, you know, both of the things that we'll be talking about this morning, because they're vastly different. The legalization of adult use cannabis is something that went, that the state went into with, a lot of thought, research, and comparative analysis to other states in the country, so we would be prepared. Um, the issue of children ingesting um, adult use substances really fits squarely on um, safe storage, making sure that, you know, regardless of whether a substance is legal or illegal, that it is in, not in reach of kids, particularly little kids who, you know, put everything right to their mouth. Um, we've also paid attention to what this means for um, kids that are in middle or high school and when they, you know, maybe looking to experiment and, and, and raising awareness for parents on how to talk to kids based on how old they are and, you know, really destigmatizing those tough conversations that parents need to have with kids. But I'm glad that we're having an opportunity to talk about it here today on the show. Yeah. And then, you know, I, yes. And, and then when it gets to this, you know, can you just explain to people the, 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 the fentanyl story that you were commenting on in the news this week? Yeah, I certainly will. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll do it in the context of the broader sense that whenever there is a child fatality, particularly with the family that we're working with, we, we probably pull out all the stops more so than anyone to unpack everything that we know. And that particular story that we're talking about in terms of the child fatality in Salem was one of several fentanyl-related uh, poisonings of children that caused the department to really take a look at how we work and engage with families when we know that someone in the household is using that particular substance because of its lethality. You know, one particular case doesn't shape the department's policies and practices, but when we see several or a theme like that, it, it makes us all stand up and take notice. And fentanyl is definitely a game changer. Well, in terms of the lethality, is it, I mean, is it just if it touches the skin, it has an, like how, in terms mm-hmm. of it, how dangerous is it around a household? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is the part where I was making the distinction about, you know, child safety and then the specifics related to substance use. Our partners at Demis and our partners at the Department of Public Health, um, we work in conjunction with them and the um, Alcohol and Drug Policy Council and all of our stakeholders in the substance use um, uh, treatment uh, stakeholders in the state. The issue with fentanyl in children is specific to ingestion and really recognizing that the lethality 
for kids is something that we at Child Protection and Child Welfare, not just in Connecticut, but across the country, um, had to really understand a little bit more because ingesting that particular substance for kids immediately shows up as kind of lethargy or a child looking disoriented or maybe even seizure activity, which can quickly move to um, circumstances surrounding a child's death. And so our, you know, EMTs, uh, paramedics and medical professionals have been trained to really spot what this looks like in its presentation for kids. We're talking with uh, Vanessa Durantes, uh, Commissioner from DCF here on Brian and Company and WTIC News Talk 1080. I, I just, you know, these things go by so quickly. I, I really just have to ask, you know, in terms of the economy, you know, with inflation and, and purse strings being really tight in the average household, are, are things getting, are, are you getting busier with issues? Mm-hmm. Uh, is there mm-hmm. been a, has there been an uptick? So, um, you know, you're you're spot on, Brian, when you talk about the issue of um, economic stability for families, we know that poverty is often conflated with neglect. And so oftentimes if families are struggling with basic needs, that might result in a concern or a suspicion of child maltreatment. It doesn't always equal the same. And, you know, our judgments have to be weighed with an assessment of whether or not, even if a family is poor, if their child is being cared for appropriately and not put in, um, you know, dangerous situations. So the issue of poverty and neglect being conflated is one that is important to talk about. And, I, you know, I'm glad that you, you raise it. Um, but we definitely, you know, are not penalizing anyone for No, but are you are, are, there, that, yeah. are there more issues coming up? Yeah, you know, I do think that, you know, when there are economic struggles, that could lend itself to stressors within the family, whether there are higher incidences of intimate partner or domestic violence, higher incidences of substance misuse, higher incidences of, um, you know, basic needs not being met. So making a correlation is definitely a fair comparison. Vanessa, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's a simple question. Is it happening more? Are you you seeing an uptick in, in issues like that? Is it actually, in terms of the correlation, I I don't want to get caught up in jargon, like, are there are there more issues happening right now because of of these kind of stressors? Yeah, but you know the way the, the question was phrased was around inflation, so I was just giving it context. Certainly, um, you know we are actually back to our pre-pandemic volume at our care line, and so our care line is a twenty-four-seven um, hotline. That you know during the pandemic, when we spoke during the pandemic, the numbers had gone significantly down because of, you know, where our mandated reporters typically come from. Right. So, you know, when we think about where our volume is coming back up since prior to the pandemic, there's lots of factors that, you know, play into that. How are you on staffing? We just talked, we talked today already about, uh, you know, public school education. We talked about manufacturing. I mean, how is it going for you in terms of, of, of workers and getting people to come work for you? Yeah, and the, on the worker side, in terms of social workers, we're in good shape. Where we're really struggling is on the healthcare side. Um, you know, so we have the children's psychiatric facility, and we have a significant need for nurses to be able to staff that completely. So that's where we're hurting the most. We know that that's a, a, a nationwide crisis when it comes to healthcare. Vanessa, thanks for the time. I, I have many more questions. Maybe we'll have you come in studio one of these days in the spring. It would be uh, lovely to catch up again. I'd love it. I'd love it. Thanks, Brian. Thanks right. again. Be well. Uh, Vanessa Durantes, Commissioner of DCF. Joining us here on Brian and Company.
Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.